Hi, this is Kurt Johnson uh, doing something different with a Mindful Monday. I'm doing my first podcast with my friend, uh, Drew Scott Perlman. Um, Drew's a, a filmmaker, he's an author, and um, he's also a functional medicine practitioner. So uh, with these Mindful Mondays, they're all about, you know, uh, life is choice and that we can uh, choose to be happy. Should we choose to be happy, life is choice. And um, mainly it's, a, it's about, you know, making a stress-free week and starting it out on Monday. So I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Drew. Drew, welcome to my first show. <laughs> Kurt, it is an honor to be with you. Um, we've known each other now for a few years since we met at, the, uh, at, at an institute in Western Massachusetts, the Kropalu Institute for a Bruce Lipton um, workshop. And Kurt and I met there and we hit it off and we've stayed in touch ever, ever since. And um, it's, it's awesome. It's great to talk to you. That's awesome. I mean, what a great weekend we had too. And then we also met, you know, Michelin Nader and, and Dr. Uh, and we actually, you know, so it was a great weekend and, and it was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of fun. We really hit it off. Um, and just a lot of um, like-minded people. Um, so Kurt, Kurt and I, you know, just, you know, we're of the same mind in terms of healing and, energy and nutrition and all that good stuff. And, you know, we're just trying to spread the word out um, to as many people as possible, which is, a, which I know is what Mindful Mondays, when I heard you doing the Mindful Mondays and now doing the Mindful Monday podcast, um, I think people are just going to eat it up because we need it. And especially we need it now. I mean, in the middle of this pandemic, um, of course, but we needed it before the pandemic. Now we need, now we're in the pandemic, we need it and we're going to need it after the pandemic. So yeah. mindful Mondays is here to stay. I know Kurt, it's going to, I'm very excited for you. So Drew, let's, I'd like to learn, you know, get our audience to learn a little bit more about you, you know, like your, your younger years and um, how you grew up and, and how you actually got into to filming, you know, and. So okay. Well, um, your story. Yeah, I mean, so when I when I was a first of all, I just want to know that uh, just everybody to know I do I do some functional medicine work with people um, individually um, as a functional medicine health coach. So I try to get them to focus on diet, try to focus on um, breathing, all, all the different layers of health. Um, but you know, as a kid, I was you know I I ate lots of fast food. I was I was overweight. Um, so I definitely didn't live this way my whole life but um so yeah so I started um I started as a filmmaker um about I don't know about 15 20 years ago and I was making um I made an action movie I made an animated comp crazy comedy um animated show um but it, I, I never was totally um even though I enjoyed it um I was still on the side. I was reading books on nutrition and I was, I've always been fascinated by health and cutting edge, healthy living science. Um, and I've always been fascinated by like the martial arts and meditation and all these different things. So even though I was making these, these movies, um, you know, I didn't feel like my heart was totally in it. So then, um, 
really about 10 years ago, um, I, I shifted gears and I started making some documentaries and I made a, a, a documentary, which you can see behind me right here, The Great Lesson, uh, which, which literally just started out, you know, I just wanted to interview a few people that I had, um, ha had been reading their books and I just had all these questions. And so I set up an interview with Bruce Lipton. I set up an interview with some of these folks and um, that led to this movie. And then that led me down a path to making a movie on nutrition and then another one on nutrition. And, and, and here we go. But, um, but again, it wasn't always that way. It just sort of, just sort of happened. You know, and, and what was crazy was um, I, I had bought the great lessons like when it first came out, not even knowing you. And then also I had bought the healing effect, which was one, and it was on the Food Matters Network, which is now Gaia, it's still there, but it was one of the most viewed movies of the, you know, thousands that they had. I was just, you know, and then to meet you in person at Kapalo, it's like, no, that can't be you, you know, <laughs> well, it's crazy. You know, and um, and Fuel Your Health just came out, I think it was like a year and a half, two years ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I made um, The Healing Effect was really, it's almost like about seven, seven, eight years, years old now. Um, and that, and that got into a plant-based diet, eating more plants and eating more, you know, vegetables and antioxidant rich foods. But then, then the next movie, Fuel Your Health, really dove into the gut um, because yeah. I just started to, the more, the more I learned, the more I researched, you begin to realize that, the, that really all health begins in the gut. And if the gut is unhealthy, um, frankly, it doesn't really matter what you eat because you're not going to be able to digest it and absorb it and, and get the nutrients from it. So that's why I felt that um, that's, so that's sort of been the evolution that that's why the next movie fuel your health came out because I wanted to get into the gut. And then, so now I'm also working on, um, a new project and we're really getting deep into breathing because, oh. you know, the real realization is, well, if your breathing isn't right, it doesn't matter. Everything else doesn't really matter. So the breathing is so important. So just getting back to basics is, is really, yeah. really, really important. And I remember when, when Fuel Your Health first came out and I was watching it and I, I just asked you about um, diets and that. I had a friend that wasn't feeling good and I wasn't, you know, perfect health. And you were talking about the ancestral diet, going to a, a bone broth. And, and um, so I actually, Chef Sherry that cooks here at Shawbucks, I had her making a bone broth and she was cooking for 24 hours. And I mean, it really took off last year, a lot of customers and it just makes you feel calm. There's a very stress freeing, you know, it, it puts you in a, a good mood. And uh, I was surprised, you know what I mean? That something so simple yeah. as a bone broth, I mean, it sounds complicated, but it's pretty simple to make, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you know what? A lot of it is, Kurt, is just getting back to those old ways of cooking. Um, so like the way our ancestors, like nutrition and a lot of these principles doesn't have to be complicated. It's just about getting back to the ways of our ancestors. So if, um, you know, if your great, great, great grandmother was living during a pandemic, you know, <laughs> what would she do? What would, what would your great, 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 great grandfather do? Well, 
they, they, they wouldn't have access to all this, the drugs. They wouldn't have access to all, even all the supplements. They'd have to find it from food. They'd have to find it from the way they were living. And like a simple, a really simple way for nourishing the body, healing the, healing the gut is, you know, like meat stock. And I know it sounds so, so, or, or bone broth. And, um, you know, instead of, you know, you cook that chicken or whatever, whatever it is that you're making, instead of taking the liquid that you've cooked it in and, and dumping it down the sink, you save it because so many of the minerals and the trace minerals and the amino acids and all, all of these really nourishing things are actually in that liquid. Um, and so it's one of the most nourishing things you could do to really improve your immune system, heal your gut. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, so that's like, uh, so again, getting back to these old ways, these old ways of our ancestors and just simply asking, you know, what would they do? What would they eat? Um, am, you know, am I about to put something in my mouth that, my great great grandmother wouldn't even know what it is, like some some boxed cereal from like the su from the supermarket. She's looking at this. She wouldn't even know what this thing is. So so that's probably not what you want to be I eating. I didn't know what it was either. Just like Eric does that, you know. It's, it's we don't need. <laughs> totally, totally. You know, and and Drew, you do your own podcast too. I've I've watched a number of them, and um. It's at drewperlman.com. You can find them there, right? Yep, Drew. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I was. I watched the one with uh, Dr. Cowan, and um, he's into the same similar things that you and I are as a as a practicing doctor. And he gardens and he gets his hands dirty. And he always talks about um, how important it is to get your hands dirty because there's a whole ecosystem living on your hands that you need. And, you know, we're constantly spraying them now and, and you know, losing that natural healing. You know, you, you got to be exposed to these things to stay in good health. And, you know, how do you do that today when you walk into your doctor's office and they're spraying your hands with all these chemicals <laughs> and, you know what I mean? And here you listen to a, a functional medicine type of doctor and, and he's like, no, you got to go out in the woods and you got to get dirty and you got to garden and you want to build that health of the the biodome of your hands, not just your gut, you know, and it's just yeah. this world we're living in where we're being told to do the opposite. I don't know if I'm I know. or not, but if you could help me yeah. here, I'm, I'm more or less trying to ask a question, not make a statement. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. That, that's good. That's good. I mean, Kurt, that's a really, that's really important because it, it seems like right now we're just, we have two totally different, um, approaches to, to, to life. Um, and when I made that last movie, Fuel Your Health, I, I sometimes I even described it as sort of the anti hand sanitizer movie, because it was all about this notion that we have to get dirty. And then and then, you know, and, and when I say get dirty, I mean, you know, just have some contact with nature, whether that's getting dirty by walking in the, you know, playing in the dirt, playing on the grass, going for a walk in the woods. Um, but we have to have some connection with um, nature. And so that right now in the middle of this pandemic, there's just, you know, you, you referenced the Tom Cowan interview. Um, you know, there is this virus of fear and there's just incredible levels of fear. And 
one of the ways that that is, is coming to the surface is a fear of germs. And germs, what are germs? Germs is just sort of the derogatory, really the derogatory word we use for microbes. We, so when we talk about bacteria, we talk about viruses, we talk about, um, you know, fung fungi, um, yeast, we talk about all these little microorganisms um, and we call them germs as like something negative. And we have germaphobes and there's people that are afraid of germs and they're, they're putting, you know. They're actually our friends. <laughs> yeah, they're, not, they're, they're our friends and also we're- Right in our, in our ecosystem of our body than we do cells. We got like 50 trillion cells and we've got twice as many bacteria, I think if that's, and twice as many bacteria dna from bacteria than we do actually our own cells is that right yeah i mean many people even think almost 10 times like 10 to 1 they outnumber us so so if we have like 50 trillion yeah. cells um you know 10 times that amount of um you of microbes balance, you really don't want to kill them you know you, you got to keep the right amounts yeah yeah bacteria virus even viruses i mean 10 they say eight to 10% of our human genome comes from viruses. Yeah. So, so our genes come 10 to eight to 10% come from viruses. Um, a third come from bacteria. So we are an ecosystem of these yeah. microbes. We, we need, we need to, um, you know, declaring war on them and trying to kill everything, kill every germ is really just killing ourselves because we are, loaded with this thing we have more we have more bacteria we have more microbes in our mouth than there are people in the planet so just just crazy. just think about that for a second and i don't think people can really wrap their head on how small a coronavirus is i mean it's it's so small you have to use an electric microscope to actually see it and i think it's like three times smaller than bacteria isn't it I don't know the viruses. Yeah, viruses are even yeah sm usually considered smaller. Um, I mean, they're, they're yeah they're they're completely microscopic. Yeah. Which, you know, which is why you know the, the notion of a mask. <laughs> as some as someone as someone said to me, um, well, not didn't say to me, but but I've heard someone say this. It's to be quite honest, wearing a mask is like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. Yeah, I think Tom used that. Uh, Maybe Tom uh, said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, and it's just, it, it's baffling, you know, it's like mixing sand and water, thinking the sand's going to hold the water back from going through a strainer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, and I know I'll piss, well, you know, some people, but they just, they just don't want to change their beliefs, and it's hard to really get good science when you're trusting scientists, but it's really not, you know, science has its own true way of testing itself and to be able to repeat. And, you know, when I hear of all these cases, oh, more cases of Corona, you know, which is basic. I mean, honestly, I think it is the flu, according to the people I've, I listen to. And so you get all these flu cases and they're saying, oh, it's way up, way up. But they're really, what are they comparing it to? You know what I mean? Because then the, they, we don't have any data yet. We're, we're just gathering. So to put people in the state of shock and awe that something's going rapid. I mean, we, we just started testing it. And, you know, I apparently the guy that invented the device we're testing 
doesn't believe it works for COVID or says it wouldn't. So, I mean, there's so much right. hysteria that you don't know truth or not, but I mean, common sense at some point's got to prevail what's being broadcast, you know? Well, it's true, um, Kurt. And, and I mean, you know, and, and all of this is related, again, going back to fear, is that our, 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 our friend Bruce Lipton would tell us that, you know, fear is sort of the ultimate way to shut down the immune system. Yeah. So, so if you think about it, when people are afraid, when there's like widespread fear, um, that is going to suppress your immune system and make you much more vulnerable to not just a virus, but anything. You know, in 90% of illness, I've heard it over and over is attributed to stress, you know, and, and what is stress? It's simply a fear of something. You're resisting something, you're afraid. And 90% right. of chronic illness, you know, is attributed to that. And yeah, I pay attention to those things because I've survived a few things in my life. And, you know, so oh. it's uh, that stress is something that, you know, you, you really need to pay attention to and resolve. You know, it's not it, it's not just treating the symptom of fear. You got to find out where the source is and that's where the answers seem to be. And it seems like functional medicine takes that approach, you know, most absolutely most of the time, you know, they you're, you're getting treated symptoms whether you're you know diabetic or high blood pressure or anything where you learn to breathe right you learn to eat right and you take it into your own responsibility and not relying on a magic pill or someone outside of yourself to you know take care of yourself it's up to you huge huge it, it is it, it, you're absolutely having that shift to recognize that you know it has to begin with this idea that you are powerful that you have power, you're, you're powerful, and that the forces around you, the forces in the media, the forces on your phone, everything is trying to generate fear because fear is going to help you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to sell more advertisements. It's going to get you to buy drugs. It's going to get you to buy all kinds of stuff. So fear definitely sells, and everything in the world is designed to make you fearful and by default, if you're fearful all the time, you you give away your power, you lose your power. But you have to recognize you are powerful. And I think one of the biggest things people can do that are that are high stress. I mean, I, I've been feeling the stress lately too. I mean, it's 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 palpable, it's 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 yeah. it's real, it's everywhere. But to have some kind some practices that you do every day. For me, I think one of the big ones is having a breathing practice, right? We, 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 we breathe, right? We all breathe thousands of breaths a day, but, but actually having a practice because breathing is sort of the interface. It's the way to get a handle, get the controls of your immune system back. Or, or, well, your immune system, but also your nervous system. That's what I meant to say. So, so if you want to take control of your nervous system, you know, high stress, sympathetic nervous system, or low stress, if you want to get the controls back, the, the interface for doing that is the breathing. It's so powerful for thousands and thousands of years. So I think one of the best things people can do that are, that are really struggling with stress is to have a breathing, is to, is to get a breathing practice together. Um, and, uh, you know, we can go over a few, a few that I have found really helpful, but no, I, I think that's huge. That, you know, and 
And I was going to ask you, this leads into something I wanted to talk to you about because I've had a morning routine now for probably 15 years, you know, which involves meditating, breathing, you know, now that I've followed Wim Hof a little bit, I take a cold shower every day, but <laughs> you know, it is for me, it's so important to have a morning routine and I, it takes me a half an hour to an hour. I get up early just so I can have that time to kind of set my compass for the day that it's set in the right course. And then when I have interruptions in the day, I can find a couple quick minutes to, you know, do like an EF tapping session or just focus on just breathing in and out or box breathing or, you know, so if you could just, I'd like to hear what your morning routine is and, and how you practice throughout your day when you get set off balance. You know, Absolutely. 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 So, you know, a lot of these breathing practices that you learn about like Wim Hof, there's another really good one from the Art of Living Foundation. Um, it's called Sudarshan Kriya. It's like an ancient form of, of breathing. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that you see, some, some similarities, is that a lot of these breathing practices, um, they're very stimulating. So you, have, you, you do a lot of rapid breathing. <laughs> and like, then you slow it down. Yeah. And then you speed it up and you slow it down. And what, what in, in a sense, what you're learning is you're by, by speeding it up and stimulating your nervous system, you're, you're kind of learning how to work the controls. You're learning how to trigger your um, stress response because certain times we do need to be stressed. We, we do, you know, if we're running, you know, if we're, you know, if we're running for our lives, right? We, we do, right. then it's okay to be stressed. but. But for the most part, we're not running for our lives. So we learn how to stress so we can learn how to be unstressed and to de-stress. So in, a, in a, a lot of these practices that have really been very powerful for people, they show people um, how to work those controls. And part of it is really ramping yourself up to then calm yourself down, ramping yourself up to calm you down. And then you find that throughout the day, you're a bit more calmer. Right. Um, so, so that's like a big, that's a big commonality between a lot of these breathing practices is, you know, stimulating and then calming down. Now, when I'm breathing, um, Kurt, a lot of the, a, a big, a big, another big thing that you really want to, to, to do is you want to breathe through your nose, particularly on the inhale, but, but you want to be, you want to be breathing through your nose because it's sort of the ultimate, um, that's how we're designed to breathe. And um, I've heard breathing out of the mouth is just something that's recently, like, you know, that we've been doing as a species, like normally, like even when they, we would run 500, a thousand years ago, it would be in and out breath through your nose mainly. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, <clears throat> so, uh, so many of the health issues, I mean, our, our structure of our faces, our skeletons, um, our skulls have changed tremendously from our ancient ancestors. I mean, they had wider faces, jaws, um, bigger sin um, sinus cavities. Um, and, so, and so they were really able to get in more air and they were able to breathe in through the nose um, a little bit easier. But nowadays we have more narrow faces um, due to the way, not only the way we're breathing, but also the way we're eating. Like, cause we eat a lot of processed foods, a lot of, we're not doing a lot of chewing, right? Like our ancient, ancient ancestors had to chew roots and um, things that were maybe a bit more difficult to chew. Nowadays, all this processed, 
all this processed crap is just, you know, it's like you can just sort of like, you know, you don't really have to chew much anymore. Mm. So they, so you look at the skulls of our ancient ancestors, their faces were wider. Um, and that affects our breathing. Um, but, but again, one, one of the, yeah, one of the simplest things you can do is to just start breathing through your nose because we're, we're designed to breathe that way. The, the nose is a tremendous filter. So better than wearing a mask, you know, you could yeah. wear a mask if you want, but, but, it, but, but you don't, you, you could also just breathe through your nose because it's designed to filter out any sort of impurities. What's in the environment too, so it knows what it's facing, right? Yeah, 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 totally. Check into your tonsils and your tonsil read, you know, that's, that's why there's a big push like for oral vaccines and that over injecting and bypassing the tonsils. Is, have you, I, I've heard people talk on it. I'm not an expert, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, Kurt. It's, uh, you know, I think, I'm sure it's all related in, in some way. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's how, it's how we're designed to, um, it's how our system is designed. And, and the other thing about the, the nose breathing is when we breathe through our nose, we produce a lot more nitric oxide. And nitric oxide is a powerful, it's a, um, it's like a vasodilator it relaxes our, it relaxes our blood vessels. So we can pump more oxygen, you know, blood pressure goes down. Um, so this, this, um, nitric oxide is, is produced when we're breathing through our nose. And the other thing about nitric oxide is it's a powerful killer of viruses. <laughs> um, so it's a powerful killer of anything pathogenic. So, um, we want to have more nitric, you know, nitric oxide. So this, this comes from nose breathing. So there's all these incredible health benefits that come from nose breathing versus <gasps> breathing through the mouth. Yeah. It's, it's really just causes a lot, a lot of damage. Breathing through the mouth and it, I don't do it as often as the cold showers, but when I do meditate, I, I, I always focus on breathing in and out through my nose and I've tried kundalini yoga. I've done that and I still do it a little bit. And that's an intense type of breathing. Totally. That's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt. I mean, just, um, cool. yeah, stimulating and, uh, stimulating the system and just learning how to take those controls of, um, the nervous system. But I would tell people, I, I would say, you know, if you, you know, for those of you who are looking for a breathing practice, um, you know, do a little research out there. Look up Wim Hof, who the, the Iceman, the Iceman. One size fits all. So there's going to be, you know, a breathing technique that works for you more than likely, right? Without question. So, so um, yeah, you know, there's, there's, so there's Wim Hof, there's the art of living, there's transcendental meditation, there's heart math Institute, the Institute of heart math, learn, learn some heart breathing. But I would say everybody. Um, so you asked me about the morning routine, you know, I'll do some of the Wim Hof, I'll do some of the Wim Hof breathing in the morning, very stimulating, energizing, maybe go out in the snow, jump around in the snow, do a few jumping jacks, um, could get that cold. Uh, my son the other day, he was taking pictures of me. I was like rolling around in the snow um, because you get so energized by these breathing techniques. But then you could, then, then I'll do a little heart math, you know, bring the hands to the heart, take some slow breaths in and out through the heart, 
you know, just breathing in. Um, but but I, I highly recommend people just do a little research and experiment a little bit and try these out. But, um, and so you know, you there, find HeartMath at heartmath.org. And is there other websites that you can go to the, that you could name? Yeah, Maybe absolutely. So you probably got some on your website as well. Yeah, well, the the good thing so so on the um, the the podcast that I do, um, Drew per- my name DrewPerlman.com. Um, anyways, I interviewed I interviewed the guy who is in char- who's the research director of HeartMath. Um, so you could learn a little bit more there, and you can also just go to HeartMath Institute as well. Um, I've also talked to some people who do um, the art of living. It's called Sudarshan Kriya. And it's another very invigorating breathing practice. And you could just go to theartofliving.org. I talked to a guy who does transcendental meditation. So you could could go to the David Lynch Foundation to learn about TM. Um, And then, um, yeah, heart math is a great one. Wim Hof is a great one. So, yeah, if you Google some of these, you'll find them. And, uh, you know, you can always ask Kurt and you can always ask me, you know, feel free um, if you need any more background on any of this stuff. But the the best first step, I think, bar none, even before, you know, look, food is important, exercise is important, but you have to get the breathing right. And I think that to me, that's the first step. I really do. Great information. You're always a wealth of information. You know, I just love hanging out and being able to talk to us. <laughs> well, I feel the same way about you, Kurt. You know, we, we just kind of feed off of each other. Yeah. And so, you know, Drew, the, the other thing that, um, uh, what was I going to ask you about was, um, how soon would your movie be coming out, your new one on breathing? And have you titled it yet? And Well, we, um, so... Last summer, we started working on a new project, um, and we um, we interviewed some really cool people, and, and we started it la- um, last summer, and then we got a few interviews done, and then, and then boom, the, pand- the pandemic hit, so I had like about three of them that were canceled, um, actually a bunch of them that were canceled, so um, yeah, so we'll get back into it. Um, but yeah. right now, you know, I'm just having fun doing the podcast. I'm having fun being on your podcast. Um, and uh, but we'll get, you know, there's no no yeah. official title yet for it. But I assume probably ne- next time. Like you're on podcast is very helpful, too. Like you just shared with us, you know. Absolutely. I, I, podcasts are great for um, for just we need. So so sort of the tagline for the show that I'm that I'm doing is um your antidote, and I and I assume this is going to be the same for yours too, Kurt. Kurt. Um, it's your antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. Because we need an antidote. If you're if you're just getting all your, you know, if you're staring at your, if you're staring at your phone all day here, you know, and you're reading all the news, you're in trouble because that's all fear based. So we need some shows that are an antidote to the fear. And that's what Mindful Monday show is going to be all about. That's what, you know, the Drew Perlman show is all about. So we need more of these shows because we need an antidote to all of this crap that's out there. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Drew. And, you know, Drew, you also do 
yoga, right? And you do lessons online or classes you hold online. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing more of that lately. So I teach a, um, online, um, for those who want to dive a bit more into the breathing and I'm happy to guide people through this. I, I have a, I have a meditation class on, um, usually it's on Wednesdays and we do it over zoom and I'll teach people different breathing practices. Um, we will eventually get into some of like the Wim Hof, but we do different breathing practices. We do some heart math techniques. We do some um, just really trying to expand the lung, lung capacity. So different breathing techniques. Um, I also teach an online yoga and I'm about in January, I'm gonna start teaching some online nutrition classes for people that wanna learn how to boost their immune system and just really strengthen themselves so they're not in so much fear, really strengthen with a lot of um, eating techniques and food techniques and those kind of things. So that's coming we, soon. We've been talking about fear and, and you know, it, it wreaks such havoc. I mean, back, you know, 100, 200 years ago, you're walking in the woods, you gotta be on edge. And I mean, we were designed that way. and And now we're really not in, it's not necessary to be in the state of fear with all the different chemicals that get pumped through the body, you know, and, and, um, you know, what kind of havoc and what chemicals get produced when you're in fear, you know, that we've heard Bruce talk about, but I'd like to hear it from a functional medicine, <laughs> you know, coach. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, so, the, so the thing is, it's, it's all about like chronic stress. So stress is, Stress is normal. You know, we could be stressed. Um, you know, you're doing your podcast here, so you might be a little stressed, but but that's okay because it's 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 giving you it's giving you some adrenaline. It's giving you maybe a little bit of cortisol um, and some stress hormones, and that's keeping you alert. That's keeping you focused. It's keeping you maybe a little bit more um, energized. That's fine. And and again, a lot of these breathing techniques will also um, bring you into that stress state because you're, you're going to, you're going to stress yourself out a little bit. Short-term stress is fine. It's long-term chronic stress. So if you're out there and you're listening and you're, and you're stressed while you're doing some invigorating, you know, martial arts or yoga or whatever, and you're getting a little stressed, worked up, that's okay if it's short-term, but if it's, if you're, if you're stressed when you're driving to work, if you're stressed at work, if you're stressed when you go home, if you're stressed at night, then it becomes a problem. Then it, become, then, it, then it becomes destructive because these stress hormones specifically will shut down your immune system. They'll make it harder to fall asleep. Um, they'll make it harder for you to heal, you know, and, and you're just going to be, you're going to run the risk of just you know, catching more viruses, catching more flus and colds and this and that. Um, so you're, you're just, when you're in a stress, when you're in a, it's, it's called fight or flight for a reason. Yeah. Um, it's meant to be like short term, but, um, but you don't want it to be all the time. Yeah, no, that's great. You know, Drew, um, I don't know if, if there was anything else we could, you know, we, we covered a lot of material, like, I mean, it, it was really fun. I'm not even sure how long we've been on this call, but uh, yeah, you know, and this has been awesome, Kurt. And uh, I would just tell people, um, 
you know, one, one thing that I tell people all the time is just, um, you know, in your garage, you probably have a toolbox or maybe in your house or something, but I think it's important to have a healing toolbox too. So, um, I like to tell people that it's great to have a toolbox that you can use to fix something in your house or your car or whatever, but also to have a toolbox that you can use to fix you, um, to fix your mind to fix your emotions and so kurt kurt and i have talked a lot about um breathing so breathing is a huge one nutrition is a big one we talk about the tapping um but having a few tools in that toolbox that you can use and and if you don't have any tools in that toolbox right now well that's why you need to be listening to mindful mondays (laughs) (laughs) or the drew perlman show um and you just need to you need to seek them out. You need to just like this, just like like people out there might take the time to learn how to, you know, to learn a hobby. You know, you want to have a few skills that you can use to 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 fix yourself as well. So just you know, listening to those podcasts, watching those videos, and just taking the time to get some to get to get to build your um, your healing toolbox is important. Yeah. I think it's so cool just to think to just breathe. I mean, it's that simple. Like even no matter how stressed and crazy your life is or how much anxiety you feel, just to breathe even in and out and just focus on that. It's kind of like a reset, you know, totally air in and out of your nose and um, just breathe. I mean, I think you nailed it right there. I mean, that's, that's huge to, to, that's the simplest we can, there's always air available, hopefully. And, you know, yeah, hopefully, and, and, uh, and uh, just to breathe. I mean, that's that's so key. It is, and preferably breathe through your nose. Yeah. Um, anybody listening that has a mask on right now, and there might be someone listening that has a that has a mask on. Um, I interviewed someone on my show uh, um, a few days ago, and he's a breathing he's a breathing expert too. And, and, and he was just saying one of the best things, if you have the mask on, even still, just try to breathe in through your nose. Practice that. If you can practice that, whether you have a mask on or no mask on, just practice breathing in through your nose and then breathing out really however you want. You could breathe out through your nose or your mouth. It doesn't really matter. But, but breathing in through your nose and then when you breathe out, try to just breathe out slowly. It takes practice. It's not like you get you show up and you and you get this right away. You have to be willing to practice this. So if you say, okay, every morning, you know, Kurt has his morning routine. I have my morning routine. Every morning, even just start, take five breaths, then go to 10 breaths and do it for a minute, then do it for two minutes, then maybe do it to five minutes and just practice it over time. Um, you'll see huge, huge benefits. This is awesome. Thank you so much for your time and doing this. And I'd love to oh. have the regular guest or maybe at some point, you know, oh, you I love it. it. Let's do it. Let's do this every day, Kurt. Every I, day. I, I Check in. Yeah. Mindful Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, no, I'll do it whenever you want. Absolutely. We'll, we'll come back and I, I love it. It's always great to talk to you. There's no question about it. I mean, my mindful Mondays, the key is I, is to, uh, you know, you can't be happy all week if you don't start on Monday. So you choose to be happy. Life is choice. And, you know, a lot of times in life, it's, you know, the way you feel kind of dominates the way you want to feel. And sometimes just focusing on breath or just doing something simple 
to move forward. And, and a lot of my topics are love and fear, create movement and the impact is, but you know, in, in uh, the healthcare system that you're sympathetic and parasympathetic, you know, and when you're in the parasympathetic, you're gonna be a better athlete. You're playing to win, you're not playing not to lose. And it's just a, a whole realm of just trying to wrap your head around things and, and live a simpler, easier life. Amen. You know, just like you said, just keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, like, like yeah. you said, those two words, just breathe, yeah. just breathe. And when I interviewed a guy the other day, he said, he, he said, I said, you know, do you, I, you know, I said, do you have any tips? He was a breathing expert. I said, do you have any tips? And he, and, and he, and he was kind of joking, half joking when he said, he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, Drew, he's like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was like, and breathe through your nose. Um, so, so, so maybe those are just two little simple things people can remember, you know, easy, just breathe, shut your mouth, try to breathe yeah. through your nose. And if you can do that, as Kurt said, little steps, baby steps, those won't be baby steps too long. Those are going to be big steps if you keep doing it and stick with it. And, you know, we talked about food earlier. And one thing I was going to mention, you know, I first uh, forks over knives documentary that got me involved in in my journey of food and trying to eat more of a plant-based but I still eat you know meats and whatnot and then I discovered your movie shortly after and I struggle with because I I'm a guy you know what I mean it's hard for me to cook I don't enjoy cooking like some people do and obviously there's nowhere to get healthy food and it was probably 12 10 10 years ago and my blood work was just horrible and I just made one simple step that changed my my whole life was just, I just started eating one healthy meal a day. I made a 33% improvement by just eating a healthy breakfast, you know, instead of, you know, and it's mainly trying to stay away from gluten, dairy, and sugar for me. You know, I'm at my best when I'm not consuming, when I'm aware of how much I'm doing without feeling I'm, you know, starving myself from it. But you know, that's one thing I did for eating. If you, if it's overwhelming, you don't want to change your, you know, whole diet. But if you change one meal a day, that's a 33% improvement. So absolutely. Absolutely. Start, start with just one thing you can do. Yeah. Um, don't overwhelm yourself. And it's a good, good idea to do breakfast too. breakfast. Um, you know, if you did your, if you did some breathing in the morning, early morning as part of a routine and then had a healthy breakfast, maybe that's, that's a good place to start. Yeah. And then you can gradually maybe expand it, but maybe just start, you so, know, breath, breaths in the morning, healthy breakfast, and then, you know, awesome. keep, keep growing. Well, Drew, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure everyone's going to enjoy this podcast with you. And um, this was awesome. Forward to the next one with you. Looking forward to it, Kurt. It's great to talk to you. I'm going to go back in the snow and jump around and, uh, <laughs> Do some breathing, I think. Now you're you're in Massachusetts, right? And uh, I'm I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, we we got hit with about a foot of snow the other couple of days ago. So, um, right. yeah. So you know, <laughs> gotta gotta embrace the cold. <laughs> yeah. Same here. All right. Thanks. Great. Thanks. Okay, Kirk. Great to see you today. Have a great day. All right. You too. You too, my friend. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, that was cool, man. That was awesome. Yeah, that was good. <laughs>